0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And welcome everyone and thank you for joining us
1: today on The Open Door. This is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher.
2: And I'm Terry Kennedy.
1: And I would like to welcome back to our studio one of our important regular contributors, Reverend and Dr. Neralee Duffy.
3: Hi. Hi, Duffy. Thanks for welcoming me.
1: Yes. Great to be here. You are uniquely suited, I think, to um, be a part of today's conversation because Mm. today we are talking about your body temple. Mm. And uh, this is a very important subject because while we talk often about our spiritual health and the well-being of our souls, our physical health is a vital part of the spiritual equation. So, Let's begin by citing a well-known reference from the Bible. Uh, many of you who are familiar will notice the uh, Corinthians 3, chapter 3, verse 16, which reads basically, there's about 50 different versions of this, but they're all <laughs> essentially the same. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and you are not your own. Mm. Mm-hmm. Provocative. Yeah. So, is our body actually on loan from God? And what is the body for?
3: Well, that's exactly <laughs> true, because the thing that qualifies all of us to be here in this physical plane is that we do have a physical body. And uh, we, you know, so much of our lives is taking care of that body or dealing with it at some level or it causes us problems. But, you know, it's true. I mean, we've talked before about reincarnation. We do believe that we come and go and come back again. And each time we pick up a new body. And it's kind of like a suit of clothes. Okay, I'll take this body and <laughs> this suit for yeah. this lifetime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's so many things you could just say about that whole, the whole body, but I do believe it is online. I think that's a good way to say it, Tom.
1: Well, um, you know, I, I look at it that way because I recognize that part of the reason why I have this body is to go through this particular set of opportunities mm-hmm. to balance my karma. And a lot of what my body experiences comes about as a result of not just this lifetime's karma – but past lifetimes as well. So, yeah. you know, we, we have to deal with this accumulation. Mm-hmm. And if it is, in fact, the temple, and it is on loan from God, then we can't say what uh, we've heard it, many say politically, this is my body. You know, this I is, will
2: do with it what yeah. I will. Yeah, yeah, right.
1: And basically, um, yeah.
3: it's
1: like spray painting graffiti on the Sistine Chapel. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: And you know what comes to mind is a, a relative of mine that, that passed, had a stroke on the right side, and lost the use of this this right arm, and then this this other little baby comes in shortly thereafter, and it has a blue mark all the way down that uh, that mm. arm, and that may or may not be the same soul, but uh, these things do carry over, do they not?
3: They do, and uh, sometimes we can actually—I think we get into this later—but you can <laughs> actually talk to your body and ask it, you know, what's going on? What is it that you need? What can I do for you? What is it? Because all our bodies are so unique, you know. We were just talking mm. before the show, you know, I need this or this particular form of therapy is great for me, but for someone else it might not oh, yeah. be this right. particular diet or that one. It's very unique and you really do have to tune in through your Holy Christ self to what it is that your body needs and what does it need without indulging it, mm-hmm. without giving it everything it wants, but at the same time just saying, Okay, what do you need to get the job done? What do you need to live a long and healthy life so that I have more opportunity to balance more karma, to serve life, to help people? I mean, that's really the goal, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. and I think we will get to that uh, subject probably in our third segment today. Oh, good. We'll talk about talking to our body, and we'll, we'll mention our, our good friend the body elemental. <laughs> we won't go into that in much detail right now, but we'll get there. But I want to go back to something here we just kind of um, mentioned a moment ago. Can we be spiritually healthy yet physically sick and if in fact the illnesses that we encounter and we've all had our share of this and you can certainly tell your story Mary, if you wish and uh, the rest of us can too Um, but the fact that we are experiencing something in our body that is basically designed I would believe in general at least to be balancing our karma Mm. Um, there was a question that was raised in one of our shows a couple of months back I don't remember exactly when it was and that question had to do with taking on karma that is not our own but basically accepting a certain dose or portion of world karma Mm. which can basically uh, look like the saints lives we were talking about the saints Mm. and how many of them Mm -hmm. were physically afflicted yet they were spiritually gifted you know yeah
3: well you know we've been talking about that a lot um there are so many people in the world i don't know anybody that doesn't have some kind of physical affliction it might be a pain or an ache or a mm-hmm. condition or and there are just so many conditions out there and so i think you really hit on something which is that you know the karma is returning for all of us it's got to go somewhere mm-hmm. and there is world karma there is group karma there's family karma there's nations and so you know it kind of sits on us it's like the karmic dust and you know one of the things i hope we get into too is, is the violet flame which Dissolves that weight and that dust and that karma. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, can we be physically sick yet spiritually healthy? I think that many of us are, and I think many of the saints have definitely borne those burdens in their bodies. I've been reading a book about Padre Pio. Oh, my gosh. Who was literally an embodied Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, he passed on in the, what was it, the 70s or something. And he uh, lived in Italy in a little tiny town, mm-hmm. and he bore the marks of Christ, the signs of the stigmata. He could read souls. He could tell you what your sins were. He could heal you. You mm-hmm. could touch a garment of his, or he could place his hand on you. You would be healed. And yet, spiritually, very profound, very Oh, yeah. Deep, but, but in his physical body, he bore incredible burdens. Mm-hmm. And he taught us how to bear those burdens with, with patience and with love and, you know, and yet at the same time doing whatever you needed to do.
2: And, really. and you look at a picture of him and you can, you can see the pain, but yet you can see the joy
3: yeah. in
2: his face. It's just amazing how they're overlaid one over the other. And he was very
3: mm-hmm. practical because he built a hospital all of those that came to see him Mm -hmm. that could not be physically healed. He built a hospital, which is state-of-the-art, had a chapel in the center of it, and they would take care of people who suffered. And yet, you know, may not necessarily be healed. So, it's not so much about the healing of the physical body, but it's the healing of the soul, the spirit, the mind, the emotions. Mm -hmm. And so, somebody can carry a burden and yet be very joyous spiritually. Now, I'd like to ask the other question. Can you be physically well and spiritually sick? I think we see a lot of that. I
2: think we do, too. I think so.
3: <laughs> I, I just look at all the, the, you know, the parading on the red carpets or the old— vanity the, the and the superficiality. Yeah. You know, and they look physically terrific. The beautiful I mean, people, that's what they call people, them. Beautiful but, yeah. people, but what's going on?
1: Yeah, what's going mile on wide inside? and an inch deep.
3: Yeah, <laughs> so good question. Well, yeah. and,
1: you know, th- there's a corollary to this, too, and that has to do with whether or not healing is God's will.
2: Mm. And this
1: is a big subject. Perhaps we shouldn't step in it, but who knows? Mm. We, we like to do this as a matter of course,
2: mm. so let's step there. <laughs> I've got my boots on. But well, thinking
1: about, you know, praying for the healing of a loved one, and we want them to be healed, and at the same time, if we understand the cosmic equation, that perhaps they are sick for that reason that we spoke of, they're balancing karma. Mm-hmm. They're doing something very, very important for their soul, and you don't want to take that opportunity away from them, and if your prayers are so fervent that they can actually overcome the will of God in that case, you might have a karmic burden on your
3: hands. And that's why we stress over and over again, it's so important at the end of every prayer to say, not my will, but thine be done, or yeah. according to the will of God, let it be. Yeah, And, and it's yeah. really important to surrender. It's just to let go. You know, you you pray, you do everything you know. You take the supplements, the vitamins, or the different healing modalities. You see the doctor, you do whatever. But at the same time, you might just need to also surrender and say, Lord, you know, if you can take this from me, please, but... Nevertheless, not my will, but thine
1: be done. You know, we've heard stories yeah. of people who have actually surrendered in that manner and mm. been healed. Mm. And that was the karmic lesson. No. It had to do with either forgiving themselves or not mm. condemning themselves or not accepting that they were limited or, mm. you know, as we've often said, worthless sinners. That is not a formula for health no. to be thinking in those particular terms. So allowing it to be there. And embracing the opportunity to learn from it and to accept it as a karmic burden, perhaps, mm. may be the actual shortest route from A to B, mm. from being sick and, to being well.
2: And then, of course, this touches on the hymn of uh, of this uh, take your life, you know, at oh. the end of, uh, just, before, just before you balance, you end up balancing <laughs> a lot of your karma, just go ahead and take your life. Gosh, there's yeah. a lot
3: of misconceptions out there, isn't there? But yeah. I think one of the things that people are kind of onto, and I see that in, you know, I get the yoga journal, I get different health magazines, and they're they're really talking now about treating our bodies as a temple, Mm -hmm. but then the corollary, or the thing to avoid is not worshipping that temple. Yeah. You know, (laughs) the body is, you know, like, you know, it's my holy grail. No, the body is the receptacle to carry the holy grail, the flame in the heart, that sacred fire. Mm -hmm. So I think it's subtle, but I think they're onto something. They're, They're scratching and they're trying to get it right. Well, I
1: agree with you. I think that that's probably a real key is that, understanding, again, the concept of the body as a temple for the mm. Holy Spirit. Mm. If, in fact, it is the temple of the Holy Spirit, then what we're working to, we don't perfect our human, it's not mm. it's not our goal, it's to perfect the immortality of the soul mm. to merge with the Christ and with the Holy Spirit in such a way that the wholeness of our being is established. Mm. So health comes, I would assume, automatically in the heels of that awareness, that global awareness.
3: And I think about Summit University, which is our teaching arm of our organization, the Summit Lighthouse, and their symbol is the flame in the bowl. Mm -hmm. There's a bowl, which is like a crucible, Mm -hmm. and then there's a flame within it. And the bowl is the physical matter. It's the means of delivering the healing. It can be something like, you know, a cup of herbal vitamins and liquids or whatever <laughs> right. but, but it also symbolizes you know your physical temple but within it is the flame and you know when the temple goes and that's the hard thing eventually all our temples our physical temples are not going to be here right and it's just a vehicle it's just a so don't mistake the suit for the man inside
1: I was reading <laughs> a dictation not long ago where there was a description made of stepping from through the veil oh, yeah. going through the transition where the body is basically laid down and there's no there's no lapse in consciousness. No, no. Simply in you a just different dimension. You walk through a door. Yeah, well, here we walk are. Walk through a door. And the body is gone at that point. Whatever afflicted that body is maybe in the etheric memory. If we're going to be re-embodying, yeah. perhaps it will carry over. But in that moment, there's a wholeness mm. that occurs. And it's just an instant stepping.
3: And imagine what would happen oh, if we started it? treating one another as if we are, you know, spiritual beings who happen to have a body. Yeah. You know, yes. you, could, you could solve all the world's problems with that. Well, <laughs>
1: probably can. Well, speaking of solving the, the world's, world's problems, problems <laughs> we got to take a break, oh. a short break. But when we return, we'll share with you a very special dictation from the Ascended Master Babaji on the subject of the physical body. Now, some of you may recall from Yogananda's book, Autobiography of a Yogi, that he refers to Babaji as the deathless guru. And that is because Baba G, though an ascended master, has chosen to remain in the physical dimension. So please stay tuned. We'll be back in a moment.
0: The Voice America 7th Wave Channel Seek Greater Awareness listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show.
1: And thanks for staying with us. We are indeed back. I'm Tom Schumacher. I'm with Terry Kennedy and Dr. Neralee Duffy. We're talking about the body temple. And here, as promised, is the dictation titled, It is Time to Put Full Attention Upon the Physical Body, from the Ascended Master, Babaji.
5: I am Babaji, and I speak to you on behalf of the unascended members of the Great White Brotherhood. I am ever more grateful to Mataji for showing me that it is important to retain the physical body. Inasmuch as I have retained that physical body, so I admonish you to give great care to the body For it is the vessel whereby you teach face to face, heart to heart, and eye to eye. It is time to put full attention upon the physical body. Some have played Russian roulette with their bodies. And they have thought, well, I will eat this way for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, and then I will change my ways. I tell you, it is too late. To learn to be an unascended adept and in good form obey the rules of the body each body is unique each body is unique and yet all bodies are the same they are unique only insofar as you have allowed them to come out of the way of true alignment when the physical body is out of alignment then the emotional body is out of alignment. When the emotional body is out of alignment, then the mental body is out of alignment. And when the mental body is out of alignment, then all three are out of sync with the etheric blueprint, and the etheric blueprint begins to take on that pattern that is now corrupted in the three lower bodies, whereas the etheric blueprint should be a blueprint that reflects the image of the christ the image of the adam cadmon when the etheric blueprint is out of kilter then the three lesser bodies will only reflect that which is there in the highest level of the etheric body there is retained the image of your christhood but if you have so surfeited that etheric body with all of the noise the television the bombardment of energies You may not even have a tiny space left for the original blueprint that God gave you. The tending of the four lower bodies is like the tending of planet Earth. The tending of planet Earth, beloved, is just as important. As you know, the Earth body consists of spheres within spheres, the four major lower bodies of the planet. The sickness of the planet is reflected in the sickness of the people. You have heard any number of experts on the subject of diet. But I would tell you that there is no greater rejoicing that you could have than to have the knowledge of physical maintenance of the body, to establish perfect health, Balance in the emotions because of it, the healing of the organs, so that you are free. Free then to be the instrument of the unascended and ascended masters. Free to be the ones who no longer are burdened in the body, and therefore can look forward to longevity, can look forward to great service, can look forward to have clusters of disciples here and there to assist and to teach the sixth root race and the seventh root race and to go after the fourth and the fifth. Blessed ones, a totally healthy body is the greatest prize that you can have and only you can see to it that you have it. What if I had compromised my physical body long before I became an adept? Well, beloved, I might never have become an adept, and that is exactly where you stand today. You may never become an adept in this body if you do not swiftly realize that you must eat only to live and not live to eat. I ask you then, to give the mantras to the Dhyani Buddhas, so that you can consume the five poisons and the sixth poison, of Vajrasatva's transmutation. So, no, beloved, then, that I encourage you to follow in a certain way my own path, for then you see I will not be alone. But there will be many who, as bodhisattvas, may desire to tarry and not take the ascension, for by their very presence in the earth they can be seen more clearly than people can see the ascended masters. They can see the unascended adepts and they can follow them. They would follow you, beloved, so let them. I ask you to liberate yourself This is the time of the celebration of liberty. Let us know that liberty is a gift and it gives you the freedom to make choices and ultimate choices of what you shall do with the gift of life, of the Atman within the breast, and of the path of service. Liberty is not, as you know, to do this and that without care. Throwing caution to the winds, liberty is to expand the threefold flame of liberty that is the Holy Christ flame in the heart. Liberty itself, beloved, the free will God gave for you to determine who you shall be, what you shall do, how you shall support children, and then the millions in the earth. I then address you now on the subject of the Black Brotherhood of India and of those who go way, way back to the time when Jesus and his disciples left Atlantis and went to the subcontinent of India. I call to mind, beloved, that there are many on that continent today that are of the false hierarchy that have been of the false hierarchy for thousands of years. I call to your attention, beloved, that India and the United States share a destiny, and yet the sharing of that destiny has not been seen in any major statement. And it is because before these peoples may come together to work their service for God on this planet, there must be exorcised from both continents fallen angels who disrupt and distort religion, politics, government, and every aspect of life. This is a great burden to El Morya and to the Darjeeling Council as well as to myself. In these times you will find very few who are truly unascended masters in India as well as in the United States it is high time that you elected yourselves to this goal for the people in these two nations need leadership they need to know that by a certain path by mantra by service by the spoken word that they can lead their people away from the fallen angels and allow the people to see that they are not true gurus. It is because people are idolatrous and of an idolatrous generation that they immediately fall for those who are self-styled gurus who never quite teach them to go within and find the guru and therefore many, many are led astray. The calls that you have which are the judgment calls and the calls to the dweller as well as labors that you can set yourselves to for the binding of these false hierarchs will accomplish much for the enlightenment of the entire world the himalayas have been the seat and in the himalayas you find archives transported there before the sinking of atlantis ancient texts of religion, ancient teachings. So the repository is there, so Mount Himalaya has been the gathering place of adepts, and it is there to which they found recourse in the earth movements and in the sinking of continents. In order for the seventh root race to succeed, this must be accomplished. The false guru must be exposed, beginning with a dweller on the threshold of your own being. To cast out that idol is your first task, and when you do, you shall never again have idols, for you shall know the living God lives in your temple and that he is sufficient unto you in all things. Many souls are waiting waiting for your coming with the teachings I speak still of India when they receive it they shall reject those who have led them astray they will come into conformity of the inner Atman yet I tell you that which you must do is to go after the streak of extreme materialism and selfishness that you find in India contrasted by the magnificent Manus the Buddhas the Bodhisattvas the lineage of Sanat Kumara that is also anchored there and in the Far East so beloved it is very difficult to find those there who are truly spiritual thus I know and I see that the teachings published the students trained the ways being made open by the dynamic decree, putting together all that you have as resource, you can overcome these conditions in the earth. I tell you, beloved, if you were to make a commitment one and all to meet this challenge of the false hierarchs of India, the entire Great White Brotherhood and the Darjeeling Council would stand behind you to the finish. Remember that it is recorded that the tribes of Israel and Judah once lived on that subcontinent. It is also recorded that Jesus retired there after his 33-year mission in Palestine. Thus he spent the rest of his life there, to the age of 81, was married, had children, and now has descendants who will claim that they are the descendants and they truly are of Jesus. Thus you have a profile of a guru and you understand that marriage and childbearing is a part of that path. So you may understand this and see how valuable it is even to the Lord Jesus Christ and to many other masters that have come out of the East to have the East restored to its reason for being remember shambhala remember the image of shambhala being drawn into the etheric octave this is the teaching the messenger has given at summit university in one moment shambhala was there and there were those fallen ones who did ridicule and put down the servants of god in the next moment shambhala was rolled up as it were as a scroll and those who had denied it and mocked it were left on the desert sands to wonder what happened so the karma descends so the karma must be balanced and so the golden ages will come again i am babaji i have chosen to remain in the united states to serve her children, until they come to the heart of the living God.
1: Wow. (laughs) Well, after a short break, we will continue to explore the subject of our body temples. Please stay with us.
0: Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel.
6: At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org.
0: This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show.
1: And yes, indeed, we are back, and thanks for staying with us. Today we're talking about your body temple, and to be precise, our body temples too. Right. (laughs) Um, You know, so far we've been talking about um, the nature of balance in terms of physical health versus spiritual health. And looking at it from the standpoint of, you know, progressing on a pathway that will eventually lead us home. And if you were with us for the dictation, which you just heard a moment ago, there are a lot of discussion about the fact that our body is a temple. It is the repository of the Holy Spirit. It is on loan to us. And as the Bible's verse says, it is not your own. So it's, it's good to be mindful of the fact that we have this opportunity body to allow us to transmute karma, to be in service to a higher goal and a higher good, and eventually to make our ascension. So between now and then, what can we do to accelerate this process? Anybody want to weigh in on that?
2: Well, I, I don't know. I was just having a funny visualization of someone standing in front of a mirror saying to themselves, boy, I really look good. <laughs> yeah. Well, you want to you wanna come back just a little bit from that statement and say, by the grace of God, my body is in good enough shape for me to accomplish my mission in life.
1: And the body must not become an
2: idol. That's right.
1: Yeah. Mm. yeah. I think you mentioned that in the first segment nearly, how it's easy to see the beautiful people, the superficiality of that, but it's, again, it's, it's, it's hollow. Yeah. It's an idol. And we want to talk about taking good care of your body. And it's not vanity to do that. Take good care of it, acknowledge what it's most useful for, and then find the place in it where you can embrace whatever comes as opportunity and have a joyful experience.
2: And, and you know, another thing. Uh, you, Even when it hurts. You touched uh, narrowly. Yeah, that's right. You touched on being able to talk to your body elemental. Right. And and I kind of made a note here during the commercial break that um, uh, if we can ask our body elemental to help us, um, what can we do? We could we could talk to it. We say, beloved body elemental, help me make a transition from – yeah, well, sugar, say, what What do I do? How do I go about that?
1: Well, let's, good question. Good, yeah. good set of questions. Let's start with what yes. is the body elemental? <laughs> okay. Because yes. not I, everybody
3: knows that they have I one. think
1: most people probably don't. So.
3: I think an often overlooked factor in our healing and wholeness is working with the body elemental. And when God formed your physical body and breathed into you the breath of life, he also assigned to you a little nature spirit called a body elemental, and he's like your unseen bodyguard and your personal physician. And this body elemental has been with you through all your different lifetimes. Ah. He's a constant companion. And what does he do? He's in charge of manifesting that divine blueprint for your body that Babaji was talking about, And so, you think, have you ever thought about, you know, well, my heart beats and I don't even think about it and I breathe? (laughs) Yes. Who's in charge of that is the body elemental. This little nature spirit is given the responsibility of keeping your vital subconscious functions working in order. So, it governs respiration, it governs the rate of the heart. When we cut ourselves, we have a wound. Immediately, the body moves to close that wound, to prevent infection, antibodies flow into that area. And it's not just by chance, it's by direction, because that vital intelligence within you that's part of God is your body elemental, and it is there to serve your body, make sure your body is functioning well. Well, So that's what it is. And and
1: as Terry was suggesting, we can have a conscious conversation with the body elemental. So let's talk about that a little bit. What would that
3: look like? Is it prayer? It, It can be prayer, it can be talking to your body elemental and asking him or her to help you with the healing of your body. Say something in your body is not functioning well, then you would talk to the body elemental. You would express your gratitude that the body elemental is there and it's helping you. You talk to the body about the problem. You say exactly what you'd like to have happen. Let me give you an example. Osteoporosis pretty common Mm -hmm. um, in this day and age. So this is what I would say to my body elemental if I was manifesting osteoporosis. I'd say, in the name of the Christ, I'm talking now to my beloved Body Elemental. I thank you for taking care of me always. But now we have a challenge, and I need your help. I need you to help me to take care of the condition of osteoporosis, which is the loss of bone density, and that was recently determined by the doctors through a bone density test. So I invite you, my Body Elemental, under the direction of my Holy Christ Self, to strengthen my bones. Help these bones to be strong. Help to support me... And my body at all levels, the bones and my framework for my physical body, I'm going to be looking at everything that I can think of, my diet, my lifestyle, mm-hmm. taking supplements, if medication if I need to, doing strength-building exercises. But help me, Body Elemental, to absorb the correct minerals and vitamins to build up my bone density to normal levels. And if there's anything else I need to do, help me. Find a way to let me know. And then you ask for that to be adjusted according to the will of God. And you say, once again, I'm grateful, body elemental. Amen.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. Boy, I, that, I, that sounds really complete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and, and you, I'm, just think,
3: you just think about it. Yeah. You just analyze it and figure out what to say.
1: Yeah. And, and you say it very plainly. Yeah. There's nothing intricate or complex about it. You go right to whatever right. it is
3: that you want to address. You just tell you it the facts it. because the body mm-hmm. elemental is your servant. It will obey you. It will do exactly what you tell it to do. And And on that point, <laughs> a lot of times we tell our body elemental the wrong message. We say, well... I'm sick, I'm, I've got this horrible condition, it's never going to go away. And your body <laughs> elemental takes cues from you. It mimics your moods and your mandates. Did you know your body elemental actually is like a mini-me? It kind of <laughs> looks like you. It's about three feet in height. Whoa. It looks an almost exact le- replica of you. And sometimes it even wears a favorite outfit that you have. <laughs> or it'll have an outfit from a past embodiment if you have an impass embodiment in italy where you are none and it like you know you like that it it might dress that way and it will it will work with you so that's why the advice about having a positive mental attitude is really important because that spills over to your body elemental so it's very important not to be fearful or anxious because the body elemental picks up that if you're afraid the body elemental gets afraid too and then oh, it can't yeah. really do its job
1: you know we talk about the still quiet voice within and we recognize mm. that our Christ self is that voice here, though, there's another voice, which perhaps we should hearken to or listen to, because I'm sure that as we're making those kinds of calls, as you just did with osteoporosis, the body elemental might be saying, well, knock off the caffeine, for goodness sake. Right. Stop eating that sugar. Right. You know, we're, we're, right. we're probably getting these messages pretty
3: often. I, I know, <laughs> and, I, and I recently got that message loud and clear. I was like, okay, beloved Jesus, body elemental, what can I do? And I get the Boy, cut out the coffee. Yeah. And I had that about three or four times, and I went, okay, I'm going to be obedient <laughs> well, by the grace of God. It doesn't mean I never have a coffee, but no. I'm, not, I'm not doing what I used and to I do. I depended on it, yeah. Yeah, because coffee does a lot of things, I mean.
1: Yeah, and, you know, we were talking before the show, and I think we might want to go into this in a bit more detail, but that we know what's good for us and what isn't. I mean, we recognize by virtue of the fact that we have a reaction to something, whether it's good for us or not. And if we're not paying attention, there's a price to pay. Yeah. You know, So if we continue, as, as Baba Babaji said, you yeah. can go 30 or 40 years with yeah. the same diet and you expect, oh, on Monday I'm going to mm. convert to the right diet. Uh, what we were talking about before the show was that there is probably no, specifically speaking, right diet. Mm. We know a lot of people like raw or vegan or vegetarian or macro, macrobiotic or mm. the paleo diet, which is kind mm. of you know, in, in vogue right now. Mm. The point is, it isn't what goes into man's mouth that files him, mm. is what comes out. Mm. So that while we have the ability to transform substances in our bodies, we know that we can that one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is to convert the poisons or neutralize them. We don't want to rely on that. No. We can take it into our own our power to change our diet, to change our our, our choices and then live a better life as a result of that. So whatever feels right to somebody is probably going to be partly responding to the body elementals, direction, and the Christ self yeah. as well.
3: And you've really got to listen to your body because it will give you those clues. Mm-hmm. And it's very important to be balanced, like not to go overboard on anything, diet, exercise, whatever. You know, you've got to take care of the physical, the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual. You've got to have a little bit of each, do some exercise each day. Watch what you eat, and and listen to your body because it will tell you. You know, you'll go through, you know, a buffet at a restaurant, and it'll <laughs> go, uh, uh, not that. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, and and if you can just respect the body elemental because it's really a scientist. It records the hour by hour status of every organ in the body and its systems, and its knowledge of the work of your body mm-hmm. is far beyond the attainment of medical science today. So let's not underestimate what our higher self. And our body elemental can do for us. It's absolutely fantastic.
1: It's a great point to make. And there's another thing, too, that occurs to me, that we have the four lower bodies. We basically have four different diet options. We can be feeding our mental body affirmations, doing decrees. We can be feeding our spiritual body decrees, or, you know, whatever the case may be, but it's being positive and remembering, as you were alluding to before, that when we say I am, we can insert the words God in me is. So if you were to say, I am sick, well, God in me is not sick, but my body is experiencing sickness for some reason, then you can discern, discern hopefully, what that is without making it an affirmation.
3: Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, it's really interesting because if we feel sickly and we have concepts of chronic conditions, and, and even just the way we think about our illnesses, the body elemental begins to bear the weight of that consciousness and the masters have told us the body elemental even begins to stoop over, and some of our body elementals are like little hunchbacks because they're so weighed down by oh, wow. our fears about our bodies. Hmm. And and I'm just thinking, wow! Just think about what we could do to work with this at all levels of our being, like you're saying, the four lower bodies. And,
1: and you know, we need when body you, elemental therapy.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: and you know when you when you mentioned the four lower bodies, just for our listeners who who maybe have not heard this, basically there are four. Four elements or four toxins that will attack each of those. You have the the drugs will go after the, you know, recreational drugs, let's just say, will go after the spiritual body. The, the nicotine will go after the mental body. The alcohol will go after the emotional body. And the uh, toxins such as sugars and, and those things will begin to destroy the physical body. So th- that's kind of a broad brush there. But, but it also gives people kind of
3: interact, yeah. too, don't they? Because mm-hmm. the yeah. alcohol and the nicotine and the drugs can definitely work on the physical body Insured. in a bad way too. That's right, yeah. Very important to really think about, you know, like you are saying, our thoughts and feelings and to train our body elemental to think positively. Yeah. If you've got a negative, downer outlook... You know, that's going to affect your health sooner or later.
1: Well, we we get what we focus on.
3: Yeah.
1: You know, we've talked about that many As times. As we
3: think so, we are. So we
1: are, because yeah. we are powerful co-creators with God. Oh, yeah. So anyway, on that note, <laughs> 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 let's take a short break. We'll come back in just a few minutes for our final segment. So please stay with us.
0: The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the
4: change. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the ascended masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads.
7: Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man.
0: The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show.
1: And thank you for staying with us. We are back. This is the final segment of today's Open Door program. where We're talking about your body temple. And so to maybe recap a little bit here, um, we are uh, operating from the premise that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit and they are on loan to us from God basically for the purpose of balancing karma. Um, And we've also kind of asserted that we can be spiritually healthy and yet physically sick if we are carrying a karmic burden in our bodies or elsewhere. We've also talked about the body elemental, our little friend who is with us constantly, who is our, our source and resource for good healing if we can establish a good conversation with that body mm-hmm. elemental on a regular basis. Um, I think that's probably a good place to, to kick off this final segment, is we have resources mm-hmm. to be healthy. Mm-hmm. We have an understanding that health may be relative to the karmic burden that we carry. We recognize that our bodies are not perfect, nor do we want to perfect them, and that there comes a time when we release that body, we drop this coat of skins and move on. Now eventually we want to move on to the ascension. We want to move on to the point where we don't have another coat of skins, but rather a coat of light. So let's go from there. Let's talk about the body as our instrument for balancing karma and is essentially using it as a means to accelerating our spiritual journey to the ultimate goal of the ascension.
3: You know, it's interesting that the Master El Morya talks about, he, he's a horseman, he loves horses, <laughs> and he talks about our body as a steed, as, as a horse. And so you want to ride with the body, you want to pay good attention to the body, you want to give it direction, but you don't let the body, you know, ride you. You, you do you tell the body what to do you take care of that horse you take care of it mm-hmm. feed it and brush it and let it get rest and exercise it but don't over exercise it so um, you can really approach it from that direction you know how would you how would you treat um, a body that's given to you how would you treat an animal or a horse or a or a dog or, or a cat you know how would you Deal with it, you would love it, you would take care of it, you would exercise it, you would feed it, you would brush it, you would stroke it, you would do all these things, but you don't let your dog or your cat or your horse, you know, overtake your home and run you. Right. So it's like it's like a balance, it's like holding those, holding that horse in, in a right uh, frame of mind and a and you know, holding the reins, but not being too hard on it.
1: Well, you know, it's been said, and I don't mean to be facetious about this, but sometimes we take better care of our cars than we do of yeah. our bodies. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> you know?
2: Yes. You know, I was going to throw in um, the uh, the subject uh, came up recently within the last few weeks with somebody about the body elemental being concerned about, okay, when you make your ascension, we won't have this body to deal with. What am I going to do?
3: Well, the… And, in- and what's wow. the answer
2: to that, narrowly? Well,
3: the interesting thing is, you know… Your body elemental is not independent of you. It's very dependent on you, and it doesn't have its own threefold flame, and it cannot ascend by itself. But once you ascend, your body elemental can ascend with you, and you can endow your body elemental with immortality. So the body elemental will gain a threefold flame, and it will ascend with you. And this is a very, you know, joyous and wonderful thing. It's one of the things that's not often spoken about. Yeah. But um, that's why sometimes that's where a fear of dying comes from. Body elemental thinks, you know, gosh, if this body, you know, croaks... (laughs) <laughs> Where am I? I I'm, not, I'm nothing without this body. My whole job is to take care of this body. I and see. if the body is no more, it grieves, it mourns, and it knows that it will be no more. Right. So you have to talk to your body elemental about dying. And you have to say, you know, at one point we're going to be laying this body down. So you won't have that job anymore. But you're going to come with me to heaven and we're going to be ascending together and you have other work to do.
1: Well, and as you said, uh, the body elemental has been with us from the beginning. Yes. So, it has gone through this transition, I'm sure, as many times as we have. But I think what you're referring to here is the final one. Yeah. If that ascension occurs, it wouldn't make sense to me to assume that the body elemental would be at the same relative level of attainment, or at least a level of um, balanced spirituality. Wouldn't that make sense
3: that
1: one kind of precede, I mean, doesn't precede the other, but one kind of is Commeasured.
3: Well, you know, you talked about the car, and I'm thinking... It, the body element is kind of like the car mechanic. He just <laughs> keeps it boiled and greased and, you know, makes sure everything works. How's my time? But about? it doesn't have, <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't have a job apart from your car. Yeah. You know, and, and so it has to be instructed that it's going to have another job.
1: But it probably knows what the best fuel is.
3: Yes, it does. It knows everything. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Boy, uh, I'll tell you, uh, Babaji sure talked about a lot of things in that dictation. And, and I know we're not going to have a chance to get get into some of it but he was talking about you know taking care of yourself and dealing with your own dweller on the threshold mm-hmm. and there are calls that you can make to do that and and binding this this evil force on the planet and of course we've done many shows upon that and I know we're focusing on the on the body temple today but um, we have to remember that there are elements of our of our consciousness being in world that that do need binding and uh, so that we can come into alignment with who we really are and come into alignment with the work that our oh, yeah. body elemental has to do.
1: Well, so many addictions and habit forms are just mm. that, you know, they're ingrained yeah. by virtue of our agreeing yeah. to letting them be there. I, you know, we talk about this so often, and I don't want to go too far into this now, but I think it bears at least a mention, a lot of the substances that we recognize as poisons talked about alcohol and sugar recreational drugs right these are basically being supported and promoted by the fallen ones we have to understand that there is a plot and strategy and an overarching goal on their part to to deprive us of light so as we're going through this pathway as we're talking about the body elemental and our body's health we've got to remember that we have opposition yes the opposition takes numerous forms one of the most common is those are things that are considered socially acceptable sugar is socially acceptable alcohol socially acceptable caffeine socially acceptable you know, there has been an erosion over time of our willingness to discern enough to make those kinds of choices very clear. Mm-hmm. It gets very gray after a while. Oh, I can, I'll take a little bit of this dessert or I'll do this or that. There's a price to pay. There's a, there's a karmic consequence. And our little body elemental is saying, don't touch the fudge, you know, <laughs> whatever.
2: <laughs> I know. You walk, like you say, you walk into a buffet and there's about one thing in there that the body elemental wants to eat, you right. know.
3: I think there's also other toxins. I mean, I'm thinking about internally, you know, anger. Anger is a real toxin. It can be very destructive. So we've also got to guard our emotions and, you know, I mean, we say it often, you know, focus on love. But we really need to take command of our feelings and watch what we're expressing and what we're saying. And even, you know, do we really love our bodies? A lot of times we don't. We're pretty tough on our bodies. We look in the mirror and go, mm. you know, instead yeah. of going like, I send love to my body, I appreciate what my body's doing for me, my body is functioning well, you know, all these positive affirmations and don't let things like pile up in your world and forgive, forgive, forgive. Well, it's key well, to healing.
1: Well, you brought up a really important subject. I think that emotional poisons are, are deadly. I know that in, in my life, I've often find myself confronting those kinds of issues and I'll tend to maybe soften it a little bit by saying, well, I'm, I'm exasperation or frustration yeah. or irritation or aggravation. They're all forms of the same thing. I mean, they all come down to the same essential pool. So looking underneath our psychology is a really important thing to do and maybe not be afraid of it because the body elemental does carry some of the residue of those too. Mm-hmm. And the, and the body
3: feel, elemental you know, can help you deal with it.
1: Well, not only help you deal with it, but it help you see where it's manifesting yeah. in your own body. I yeah. know that sometimes I think I get mad at myself for not being as fast as I want to be or as smart or, or something or other. You know, it's like mm-hmm. yeah. I'm, I start to measure my, anyway, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So that, you know, getting into this topic of emotional health, that's one of the four lower bodies. Yeah. So those are poisons that have to be looked at. They yeah. have to be understood. They have to be. Recognized
3: as being uh, capable of undermining uh, yeah, your, your attainment. T- Babaji talked about that, didn't he? he? Said he said there's there's mantras for dealing with those different poisons. The five or the and now
1: I always want to know what the five poisons poisons, yeah, I'm sure greed, that they're lust,
3: anger ignorance,
1: ignorance, excess yeah. dishonesty. There, I, yeah. I, I got to nine before I realized yeah, oh, I went like past four. five pretty fast. <laughs> yeah.
2: Tom, I know we're, we're coming up on the end of the show. We're and, getting and close, Yep. Yeah. I want people to uh, stay in touch with us. You can reach us at webradio at tsl.org, webradio at tsl.org, and let us know if you have any questions about about what's going on with your body and and what we can do to help with the teachings of the Ascended Masters and the Violet Flame, et cetera. Keep us posted.
1: Well, and I'd like to offer that um, option for people to download a free book. We've uh, promoted this in the past, but this is The Violet Flame Mm. to Heal Body, Mind, and Soul. If you go to tsl.org slash Violet Flame book, you will find a download link there. Take it home. It's free. No obligation. Nothing else to do. That's yours. It's our gift gift to you about the violet flame, which is the great panacea. Mm -hmm. And uh, your body elemental loves the violet flame, by the way. Yeah. So, anyway, well, Terry, thanks for reminding us that uh, if you have anything you want to add, say, suggest, or edit, (laughs) tsl.org slash
2: web radio. Web radio at tsl.org. Thank you. I got it backwards. (laughs)
1: Web radio at tsl.org. I want to thank narrowly Duffy for joining us today. It's Thanks been a, a great conversation. And I think we just scratched the surface. So we've got more surface to deal with.
2: Yeah, it's been a fun show.
1: It's been good. Yeah. And as we often say, though the upward path may sometimes be difficult, the rewards are out, out of, of this, this world. world. Thanks, everyone.
0: Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on Voice America's 7th Wave channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.